episode of Block Talk, presented by Fear in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear, perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. To celebrate my 500th episode, I am welcoming three superstars from up north who became international icons after appearing on Canada's Drag Race 2, and now they're taking their talents on tour together. I am beyond excited to welcome the Rat Pack, Geometric, Kendall Gender, and Cynthia Kiss. Hello! Woo! Hello! Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule, because I know you're on tour right now uh, with the Season 2 cast. Yes, we are. We are, um, we're currently in Winnipeg. That's Very. exciting. Yeah, you've, um, you've had a couple of shows down now. How, what's it been like doing this big tour together? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been it's been really, you know, spectacular to get the opportunity to travel as a cast because, you know, with COVID and all of that kind of stuff, it's been sure. sort of a, a slow burn, if you will, <laughs> uh, sort of, you know, delayed response uh, and all this kind of stuff. So it's been really nice to actually get together, do what we love and celebrate a season, you know, that we also filmed in the height of the pandemic and sort of get the opportunity sure. to go out and meet the fans and like kind of experience that side of Drag Race has been has been so cool. Yeah, now, obviously, with a tour like this, you're able to bring elements of uh, big production numbers that you may not have been able to do before. Was that scary at all? Um, you know what? I guess there's like when you're trying something new, no matter what it is, when it comes to your art and your craft, you always want it to be perfect. I think like the most amazing thing is that we've been dreaming of performing in theaters and arenas for so, so long. And now that it's actually coming true and we get to do it together, you know, as best friends, it, it kind of like eliminates that fear. But I always say that if you, if you don't have butterflies in your stomach for every show, something is wrong. Totally. Um, so, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of emotions going on, but it's literally been like a dream come true for all of us. That's amazing. So the way I like to do these podcasts is it's my opportunity to share the artists with my listeners and get to learn about you as artists. And we're going to start from the beginning. Where are you each from? Cool. I'm from Peterborough, Ontario. I'm from Toronto. I am from Vancouver. So I know very little about um, the geography of Canada, but I know <laughs> that it's on two different sides of the country. It is. Yes. Yeah. You got it. No, you you know more than some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, the only time I was in um, Canada was in Toronto in 2000 because uh, my family was, I used to play hockey. So of course it went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, so that's as much of uh, my exploration of Canada has been, but I really want to go back. It's, I would, I've been saying watching the international seasons, you get to learn about not only the queens of a country, but you learn about the culture. And 
I, there's some really amazing things in Canada. Oh, absolutely. So much more than the Hockey Hall of Fame. Exactly. Now, what was it like living and growing up in Canada? Yeah, I mean, I think that we, although, of course, you know, every country has their ups and downs, I would say that as a whole, I think when it comes to, you know, queer identity and queer exploration, I think we are a lot more advanced when it comes to like the celebration of it. Like our Mm -hmm. prides are very celebrated in a lot of big cities here. So you're kind of exposed to that at a young age. Um, And just like the option that like living a sort of queer life is like a possibility. And I think that that's something that is like very celebrated in Canada in a lot of ways. Um, So it's, uh, it's very welcoming, I guess, in in that sense, as as a whole, of course, we can't speak 100% for everything. um, But for like the general sort of consensus from like the major cities, I think that we, uh, yeah, we're very lucky to live in Canada in that sense. How did drag enter each of your lives? Oh my gosh. Wow. I, you know what, for me, for me, drag kind of entered my life after my parents got divorced. Mm-hmm. I was living in Montreal at the time. I was surrounded by, you know, amazing people who were makeup artists and hairstylists. And I remember this one night I was working at American Apparel and my friend called me and he was like, we're doing drag tonight. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, what does that mean? And put me in a wig, you know, beat my face. And it like, I remember I was like, I don't have a name. I was named that night. And then from there, it just kind of like blossomed into this beautiful thing that I'm doing today. Amazing. We all have like our own cool way that like we've come into drag, but I think across the board, like it so fulfills our souls. Like our love cup is always so full as artists sure, now. Yeah. So it's kind of beautiful that we've all like come together and we're this chic little trio now. I love our <laughs> I love our backstories, but together too, we're just this like unstoppable troop. Yeah, because Brat Pack as a as a whole has been going on since 2015, and me and mm-hmm. Gia were a part of that. Um, and that was very quick into the beginning of my drag career. Like I started my drag career yeah. in 2014, um, and it was like a few months after where I got linked up into into Brat Pack. So my whole mm-hmm. drag career is is so tied up with the idea mm-hmm. of camaraderie. And the idea yeah. of being in this group. Um, so it's been really, really amazing to me to like have been a part of this for so long and see how it's turned into like this, you know, huge thing that people recognize and people like sort of relate to. It's been so cool because it really did start from like, you know, grassroots, if you will. Like we were literally mm-hmm. just like girls in the club dancing around to, to pussycat dolls. And, you know, now we're girls in theaters yeah. dancing around to pussycat dolls. <laughs> we're still doing the damn thing. <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of camaraderie, uh, this is a question that I usually ask when I do my individual um, interviews is to describe yourselves in three words. But I think I want to have you each be described by each other in a word each. So you can describe yourself in one word and the other two can take the other two. Oh, uh, descriptors. Cool. Okay. Yeah, let's start off with Cynthia. How okay, you... so for Kendall, the word is positive. Mm-hmm. She is the eternal optimist in the group, and we we love her for that. And then for Gia, I'm going to have to say conceptual, because Gia is the right? big picture thinker, and I think combined, those two thirds of this are like where we go big, like Kendall thought the tour, we made the tour happen, but then Gia's like, this is what we could look like on tour. So mm-hmm. it's a really cool combination from the two. Yeah. And how would you describe yourself in a word then? Clever. All right. All right, Gia, your turn. 
Um, for Kendall, I'm going to say daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, I'm not wrong. No. Kendall kind of takes this. <laughs> Kendall kind of takes the, the ropes on a lot of things. She's so <laughs> business oriented. Um, she really thinks about the bigger picture of marketing and how we can, you know, best represent ourselves. Um, and we're so, so thankful for that. Um, for Cynthia, I'm going to say she brings the kook. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cynthia is the kooky. Um, <laughs> You know, if there's whenever we're kind of like in a situation, it's always those like one liners and the, you know, the punch of the joke that Cynthia always like pops her head in. Um, for myself, I'm going to say um, a little chaotic, but I, okay. but I, I say I say that in a positive way. Yeah. I always used to think that it was like this negative thing. And then you kind of like lean into the chaos and you're just like, oh, you know, there, there's something that can be built from there. And then these two bring me back down to earth. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yes, here we are. <laughs> daddy, I love that. Yeah, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Daddy Kendall. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for Gia, the word that I would use is fierce in like mm-hmm. all aspects of the word. I think her like aesthetics are very fierce. I think her personality is very fierce um, in like the best way. And I think that like even when it's a little bit more like pointed or like sharp, I think it comes from such a like good place. And I think that that's, that's fierceness all in all. Um, And I really mean that. Um, And then for Cynthia, I would say sharp. Uh, I think that she is very sharp mentally and, and, and personally. Um, And I always remember like when Cynthia joined the group is when Brat Pack really went to this like other level because of her skill set. She's a very sharp dancer and she's very, very, very talented when it comes to choreography and, and moves and stuff. And she made our group sharper um in so that. many ways and there's there was sort of like a, a pre-Cynthia and a post-Cynthia and I really and you really you really do see the difference and I think that comes from sharpness um and then to describe myself I think I would say energetic I always try right. to have and bring energy to things even if it's you know it's I would say it's 95% of the time positive energy but sometimes we get different types of energy that comes yes. on you know what I mean <laughs> yep. sometimes you got to keep people on their toes um but it's it's energetic nonetheless now how did you each learn how to do makeup were you taught via the YouTube world or did you have uh friends and sisters that helped you out I was definitely YouTube university and then like (laughs) through selfies, you just like see what you don't like. And it's like, okay, maybe each time I'll face tune a little less if I get better. (laughs) Fair, fair. I always say like makeup, if you actually like look at the word, you literally, it's literally called makeup. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like I spent a lot of my time practicing and just kind of like trial by error and just like making up step by step and then by the time you get to by the time you figure out your face you're almost like painting by numbers yeah Mm -hmm. um so you figure out the angles you figure out where you want everything to fit um yeah and then now we're just like incredibly stunning so we obviously (laughs) did something I would, I would say I was a little bit more like old school in my like makeup journey. I definitely got like painted by Queens, like in mm. the beginning and even throughout my drag career, like even very recently, like a few months ago, I got painted by Pythia from season two. And like, oh I, I love learning that way. I'm a very visual learner in that way. So like having someone do it on me and then sort of taking elements of it um, is definitely what helped me. But I've learned with makeup is that like, it's okay to not be like perfect at it. I think sometimes as mm-hmm. drag artists, there's a lot of pressure to be perfect because of what we see on TV totally. and media and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that like, it can be fun and makeup's supposed to be fun and it's allowed to be fun, even if you're not perfect at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Something that we have to kind of remember. And at the end of the day, it's still an evolution. You can still learn Absolutely. and grow and change. And now when it comes to getting ready, 
do you like getting ready together as sisters and Kiki, or do you have to have your own space and time to get in the zone? I feel like we're very comfortable getting ready together yeah. because we've put in we've been put in that situation a lot over the sure. years. Um, so yeah, I feel like I I don't mind getting ready with them at all. I feel like I'm very comfortable with it. Yeah, it's it's interesting when we all get together. It's usually like Kendall puts on the music <laughs> yeah. and, and we're all vibing. And then I find <laughs> that whenever I'm in my hotel room getting ready alone, I'm actually doing it in silence. Oh, interesting. Uh, just, interesting. Just, it's just kind of like my my focus ritual and how I like I get into you know my character and my vibe. Um, but when it's just Gia and I together, we listen to spa music. Yes, exactly. Ah, okay. Actually, All right. We have our different rituals for drag con when it was just the two of us. And we were like, do you want to just like listen to like ambient non-vocal <laughs> instrumentals right now? And the two of us I'm here like, for it. It was also like, it was also 4 a.m. that yeah, way. So we needed calm. Fair, we fair. needed some, you know, some stillness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> yeah. love listening to that kind of music when I'm just by myself. I find it very cool. Oh, oh yeah. I'm an, I'm an R&B girl through and through. I need my, I need my R&B jams to get me, <laughs> to get me, to get Same me thing though. I feel like it's a It has a similar sort of like. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. totally. Oh, yeah. Who are some of your inspirations? We're not Kasku. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Sorry, inside, inside joke. joke like, yeah. oh. That's all right. <laughs> Who are some of your inspirations in and out of drag? Someone uh, else go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for me, my like number one female pop star idol actress, if you will, oh, yeah. is, uh, one is actress. my favorite actress, Beyonce. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Beyonce's where I get a lot of inspiration. Like a lot of my visual language sort of comes from her. I've just been obsessed with her like even way before I did drag. Um, I just kind of sort of see her as like the like epitome of what I, I view as like a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's where I get a lot of, uh, a lot of inspo from. Are you ready say- for the Renaissance? No. Uh, honey, I've been ready. Yeah. I've been yeah, ready. ready. <laughs> well, do, do you, do you yeah, know yeah. anything? Do you know anything what's coming up? Do you know any spoilers about the album? I just know that I, I read an interview about someone saying that it reminded them of their like you know early 20s vibes and that would have been reminiscent of like the the early 90s because the beehive did some sleuthing as to this person that said it and da 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 da. so i think it's gonna be like early 90s dance music that's i think what we're getting yeah i i had a friend who um was like there's a reason why you can buy one of four bundle packs because there's one of four styles of music on the album i was like Interesting. Oh. I'm ready for uh, it all. I need some new, I, I need new songs to perform. I've been performing songs that came out in 2003 <laughs> for years, honey. Yeah, he, he, he alluded to some disco and some country. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the country. Yeah. yeah. So what that's going to sound like. Who influences you? I would say, again, just to kind of like follow suit, kind of like my, my number one like pop icon would be Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And to lean into what Kendall and Cynthia said about you know, me being fierce, um, it's kind of like, and conceptualizing, you know, my drag, it really does come from Gaga. And, you know, I, as soon as I came out, I was going to her concerts, I was listening to her music. I feel like she, she showed me that I could be a bad kid and I could be a rebel and, you know, I can, I can be fearless within myself. And I've really carried that on in my life. And I've, I've met so many amazing people along the way because of Lady Gaga. So she truly has shaped or help me shape the individual that I am today. Um, Do you have a favorite concert of Gaga's that you've been to? Oh my gosh, I've literally been to all of them. I've been to none, so I'm kind of hoping I get to go to Chromatica. Michael. Okay. No, it's been really We've got to change that. Yeah, shame. 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 I'm going to say, 
Oh my gosh. I feel like no, I wouldn't say I would say born this way. I would say the born the born this way ball was amazing. It was like she literally had this castle that opened up Mm -hmm. into this like incredible set. And again, talking about like conceptualizing, she is like the master of storytelling, um, you know, when it comes to visuals and her lyrics and you know, as, as a huge, a huge little monster. <laughs> I'm not a little, little monster anymore. Um, it's just so incredible how we see her evolve and change with every single album. Um, I remember the art pop ball, you know, mm. you could, we were standing on the floor and you could actually see through the stage. And like, concept. it was so cool. And then you have this moment with your friends where you're just like standing there, you're like, <gasps> Oh my God, Lady Gaga just looked at me. <laughs> she, they're like, no, no, she looked at me. <laughs> um, so they, they've all been insane. And Cynthia, who's your inspiration? Yeah, I love this question. I think for me, I draw inspiration from like pop culture at large. Mm-hmm. The things that really get me going are just like comedic women who can like also do glamour, like a Tina Fey or like Maya yeah. Rudolph at like an mm-hmm. Oscar award show. To me, it's just like, I don't know, this balance of like beauty and like comedy. I just feel like that's such a powerful place to exist as like a performer. And then when it comes to like music, it's more like my name is Cynthia. I love electro pop music. Mm-hmm. So you have like your beats from like Depeche Mode or like even like Kylie Minogue, Madonna, yeah. like all the Queens, like yeah. literally pop music in general. I'm really vibing with Kim, Kim Petras these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I kind of just shake it all up and it's like, whatever makes me feel good. I kind of, I like celebrate like some undiagnosed ADHD sometimes. I'm just like, we can do this this day. And then this, this day. It's like, I don't know. That's the fun of what we do. Oh, and Barbie, Barbie at all times. Are you, are you excited for the Barbie movie? I was just going to say, I'm like, that's on my mind. <laughs> I'm right excited now. for that. You yeah, have to watch we it. Just yeah. talking about it. It's like, going to be so good. I also think that like another element of like being in a group is that we take inspiration from each other. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I sort true. of see that, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like we, we will like have little tips and tricks. Like be like, Oh my God, I like how you did your makeup. How did you mm-hmm. do that? Or whatever. And we sort of like kind of come together and make this like amoeba our favorite word um, of different styles and that kind of stuff so it's a it's kind of cool to like have really close sisters that have like a similar like have similarities to you in certain ways um, because we definitely like inspire each other three girls one brain (laughs) 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 we should laugh really creepy just like (laughs) 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 so one thing that i love to do (laughs) one thing that i love to do when i do my recaps of all the drag race seasons because I do all the international seasons and US is when we get to the runway, I like to be able to shout out the designers and collaborators for um, each of the looks. Who have been some of your favorite collaborators when it comes to not only drag race looks, but um, Brat Pack looks? Yeah, for, for Brat Pack looks are like tour costumes that we're working on right now is a designer named Sean Melmas. He made mm-hmm. uh, like tours for the Voss costumes. Um, nice. He also made he also made uh, a look for Brooklyn on her season. Yeah. Um, Which so he's, one again? Uh, it was like the, I can't remember what the, it was like, oh, it was what's the, the, it was the purple, purple, like, uh, t- not, what's it called? Oh my God, I'm trying to, like, it was like a steampunk kind of thing. I can't remember. Uh, that's the word I'm looking Captain. for. Captain. Captain, there it is. Captain, oh my yes. God. Um, yeah, literally three girls, one brain. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so he's he made our tour costumes and we absolutely love them. He works in theater, so he does mm-hmm. a lot of kind of like blend between that. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love those costumes yeah. that, we, that we made. Absolutely. Um, Cynthia also is a fabulous. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. I do my stuff. I do my thing. I went to school for fashion design. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's part of like what felt very natural for me to like step into drag was like creating 
looks from scratch. And so like, as of late, like my partner and I, it's been really fun to design things together. I like having a vantage point outside of my brain. I think that was one of my learnings from the show. I was too like laser focused. I needed to like almost socialize ideas Mm -hmm. and concepts a bit more. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that. Yeah, (laughs) And so it's like, I just feel like I, you know, you learn as as you go. Totally. Absolutely. Collaboration is huge, especially to make something successful. It takes, it takes a village to make a drag artist. It takes Very a village nice. to make a dress. Yes. <laughs> let's let's talk about the origin of the Brat Pack. Who wants to tell the story of how the Brat Pack came to be? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It was back in 2015. 2015. <laughs> there were six drag queens. Six drag queens. Six disgusting drag queens. <laughs> we were horrible at drag. <laughs> no one wore nylons. <laughs> Kendall performed in a shower. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so it was it was 2015 in Vancouver. Um, and the originator of Brat Pack, uh, her name is Jane Smoker. She hey. sort of had this wackadoodle idea that we had never really seen, especially on the Vancouver drag scene. And I will probably say within the Canadian yeah. slash maybe even North American drag scene was having a group of queens. The continent. The, the, <laughs> the entire, entire world. world. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but in 2015, drag was not as much in the forefront of pop culture as it is yeah. now, right? Sure. So especially to then have like the idea of like creating the Spice Girls, if you will, of drag queens where they perform not just solo, but together. And they are this sort of like, unit um was a really foreign and cool concept so like i was super like happy to be a part of it uh jane smoker is my drag mother so that's sort of how Mm. i how i got the in if you will Mm. um and yeah so there was uh yeah there were six of us at the time and you know over the years some people left some people stayed everything and anything along those lines you know you change venues people grow in and out of drag um and then in 2018 i believe it was the recruit? recruit or 17 oh my god oh my god 2016 yeah so in 20 oh my god what do i know 2016 we did a like competition called the recruit mm-hmm. where we had people it was like a four or five week competition where uh they did like challenges and that kind of stuff and the mm-hmm. goal was to become a part of the brat pack um because there was an a vacant spot if you will um and the winner of that competition was miss kiss miss kiss miss kiss unstoppable yeah um yeah and then that the brat pack sort of took on its own entity after that Mm. we sort of became this like phenomenon within canada where you know people were talking like oh my god who's in who's out who's da 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 and uh yeah it was uh it was uh something that we didn't really expect to become as popular as it did and it really 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 took off like we even went to DragCon in 2018 or 17. Mm-hmm. Who knows what year it was. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, and, and just as local queens from Vancouver, people were recognizing us as the Brat Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was something that not a lot of people do. You know, it's the idea of drag queens working together on a very constant basis is, is quite foreign because mm-hmm. drag queens are big personalities. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like in New York, our, the first foray into group drag was Stephanie's Child. Yeah, uh, and that was uh, 2017 uh, because I was actually producing a cabaret at that time with three drag queens. My original lined up include Rose 
and oh, she cool. ends up dropping because she's like, I'm going to join my friends, Laguna and Jan, and we're going to start a group. I was like, that's okay. Little did I know what they would turn out, but that's, a, that's fine. Yeah. You still, you still seem really upset by it, Mike. I am so, so bitter. I'm so bitter. I, I, I'm picking um, up on a little bit of animosity. Right? A little bit. No, <laughs> but it was, let's release it on the podcast today. Just think about Let's it. have a clearing. Set let's have a clearing. But I mean, for Stephanie Child, like they kind of, changed the scene in New York a little bit. So yeah, I can only totally. imagine what your impact was on the Vancouver Dragon nightlife scene. Did you get to perform at multiple venues or did you have like a home base? We we had a home base. So every, we actually started on a Monday night at the Odyssey. And I think the show kind of took us all by surprise because we were like, wow, if we can bring this many people out on a Monday night, like sure. imagine what we could do like on a Friday, on a Saturday. And then that bar um, unexpectedly closed. And then we got another slot at the junction, which became our home bar. So we were every Thursday night at the junction. It was like five years. For five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was, it was quite steady. And like Kendall said, it was, you know, it was this entity that was, ever-changing but it was always interesting and I think that's the best thing about collaboration or working with not only other artists but your best friends is that everyone is evolving at different times everyone is evolving together Mm -hmm. and we created this huge phenomenon and I feel like I can proudly say that we had like the most like busiest night of Mm -hmm. the week which was like Mm -hmm. insane to think about and yeah now now we're like performing in theaters for thousands and thousands of people it's it's so wild let's talk about the tour a little bit obviously you're going on tour together um what what was the little spark that was like you know what let's just do it well this one the the Voss tour on right now is actually with the whole season right so that is like not even a question it's like absolutely no we didn't look at each other being like do we want to do Do i really want to hang out with you six thousand but um no that was like no questions asked do you mean the like the the rap Rap pack tour tour. yeah it's the rap pack tour Honestly, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a planning kind of gal. And mm-hmm. I, I saw that we had a few, a little break in our schedules, all of us. Uh, and I, I sort of just like hit the ground running. I was like, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just like, I, I looped in management. I, I sat down with everyone. I sort of just like, I was like, okay, well, if we can do this, you know, like a six or seven cities, let's do X, Y, and Z. And let's just, let's just try it out. Um, and I was so blown away and happy with the response we were like selling out the venues that we we got we were they were like really 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 packed and just like you know obviously a lot of that came from the show but it was really cool because like we never really got a brat pack moment on Canada's Drag Race if you will where we like worked together which I think was a missed opportunity but I don't produce television Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but but yeah so to get to show the country what brat pack is and what we do um, I think that was really really special. Absolutely. And I feel like we each have our own fan bases, yeah. but like when they come together for Brat Pack, it's like fucking electric. Like yeah, it's just yeah. so much fun. And we've gone through one side of the country and then now we're actually going to go to the Maritimes. So that's going to be like the yeah. east side mm-hmm. of Canada, um, which is super exciting because we're not doing that on the Boss Tour. So mm-hmm. anyone listening out Ooh. in Canada, we're coming yeah, to we're you. Coming to you. Brat Pack cares. We love you. <laughs> we do. It's so fun there. Me and Cynthia got the chance to go there in the fall and yeah. uh, we're so excited to go back. Yeah. Obsessed. I would say, I would say like for me, one of the greatest um, 
like takeaways from the tour is that we actually self-produced the entire thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we obviously, we come up with our own solos. We created all of our acts. So our, our tour actually consists of three acts. We pay homage to, you know, our, our candidates, right? Great experience. We choreograph the whole thing. And it really is this like treasure that we hold really close to our heart because, you know, it really was, we, we created the, the, the whole thing from the ground up. So the fact that we get to tour that and allow other people into this world that we've created, it's just so Absolutely. special. And we leave with a smile on our face <laughs> after every single show. We're like, girls, we just did this. Yeah. Like, yeah. great job. You know, it's wicked. I mean, none of us won our season. No, we yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny just to take our highlights of the season and then shake it up and be like, this is the tour. Yeah. Like, we have, <laughs> we have an, a whole act dedicated to the run on the show, but it's what we want to remember from the show. And we, we also, wanna... we are as like have the image of us as you will, but we are never afraid to make fun of ourselves. Yeah. So you have to come to the tour because I promise you, we are making fun of ourselves. Yeah, we are self-aware. Self yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like we get it. She has an Oscar speech. Yeah, yeah, Oscar yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, sometimes you don't have to win the show to still be successful. Absolutely, I, mean, I agree. Uh, I totally if, agree. In case you haven't heard the big news of the day, um, uh, Drag Race Belgium announced their host. I yes. know. So cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's really it's really what you make of it. And I think going on tour together is incredible because again, self-producing is not easy. But to make it work on a, the scale you're doing, I think is absolutely incredible. And I, I know the fans are appreciative of it. Thank you. Thanks. Will you want to take the tour international? Yeah, yes. we have <laughs> we we have plans right now. Not that I want to give away too many. Of course tips but we do have uh, a hope that it goes to the uk um in mm -hmm. in for next year um, we are just we're currently in talks for that right now um a lot of the uk fans are, are really excited about that fact honey the uk loves a girl group yeah i'll tell you that sure much. do <laughs> and we love the uk <laughs> yeah as long as you throw in a little little mix into the lineup throw in a lot of little mix <laughs> the amount we say little little mix, little, little <laughs> mix. Yeah. we're we're big mix though yeah <laughs> so uh, a little teaser from social media said there's gonna be a special show with Jane Smoker. Yeah. Why? How does this happen? And what does it um, mean to be able to like, you're like say, this? Why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> so why why is it happening? This? Yeah. <laughs> Great question. Cynthia, you take it away. No, it's me. an amazing chance just to like celebrate the history we just talked about, like where Brad Pack started. It was like an idea birthed by Jane Smoker. It's only appropriate to like share Vancouver pride since mm -hmm. being on this show with the OG queen. We're so excited. It's, it's just been so fun to get the whole gang back together. It was so surreal the first time seeing her painted. It was like, oh, she's back. She's resurrected. Yeah. It was so wild. So I can't wait. Because Parker, like that's Jane's name out of drag, mm -hmm. is still like one of our closest friends. Mm -hmm. So the relationship is still stayed there. And I really believe that like, if, you know, she hadn't quit drag, I feel like she probably would have been on the same trajectory as us where she would have like sure. gotten on Drag Race, you know, competed, da 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 fuck she probably would have won to be honest <laughs> um so it's a so it's it's kind of cool to like bring her into into like what we're doing right now as well um and just sort of celebrate us as friends because really that's what Brat Pack is right it's just like it's a group of four weird friends dancing around on stage together <laughs> what, what makes you all click not only as artists but as friends what makes us click yeah I think we have like a similar sense of humor yeah and like uh yeah just like I don't know. I think like our references as far as just like pop culture and we just like our grew up together, grew yeah. up together. Like, I, I think we all just kind of, I don't know. We, 
kind of unexplainable in some ways, Michael, but that's just it. That's what works. Yeah. It just clicks. I love when we have, um, we're on the same wavelength or we challenge each other's wavelengths mm -hmm. and just like make it better. Mm -hmm. I feel like we all kind of raise each other up greater than the sum of our parts. I feel that's like, awesome. um, you know, in life, you know, you meet, you meet a lot of people and you make so many connections. And when you, when you find the people that are meant to be in your life and stay in your life, you just kind of know, and it's kind of like this, this thing that just happens. And I think that's why we're all brought together because yeah. we just exist in each other's life so seamlessly and perfectly. Yeah. Um, and we, we lift each other up, you know, we bring each other back down, we <laughs> inspire each other, we motivate each other. So just like this constant flow of like electric energy that runs through us as friends, mm -hmm. it's like unstoppable. That's amazing. Now, obviously, girl groups are synonymous for music. Is there any OG Rat Pack music on the horizon? Well, wow. Michael, wow. Michael. wow. <laughs> Rat Pack music is going to be coming soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's been a dream, I think, for all of us for, for our whole lives. Sure. Um, and I just, I feel like it's, yeah, I just, it's amazing to sing other people's songs and lip sync. Obviously that is, is part of drag. Um, but why not just try to take it to the next level? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Like, this is, if you, if you have a dream, you might as well try your hardest to make it come true no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's Absolutely. what we want to do as a group. Like, I feel like we have a voice, no pun intended, um, that would, uh, sort of be multiple voices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some backup vocals. Yeah, yeah, just a few. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I feel like I feel like it, it's going to be a very beautiful thing, and I'm I'm excited to to take a journey into this world with with my sisters. Yeah. So yes, we're dropping music. Yeah, yeah. amazing. It's confirmed here right now yeah. on this day, it will be happening yeah. right here on Block Talk. Hey, I love the exclusive. I think what is so amazing about Drag Race is the ability to have queer voices in music post-show. And mm -hmm. it's allowed a lot of you to be able to take the opportunity that may not have happened otherwise. And we need more queer voices in totally. music I agree. today. We will take so. every moment of this clout and run with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And we want to make art for you. We want to, yeah, we want to make our own material. We're really excited. Well, I'm going to ask a kind of a difficult question. And I know it's probably a question you don't want to hear, but where do you want to see Brat Pack in five years? That's so scary. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I would love to see it cross into like more of like a mainstream kind of world, like sort of surpass the idea that like we are drag artists and sort of just go into the world that we like are artists. And I think right. that music will sort of help us go there. I mean, the thing is like, we get really cool, big opportunities as a group that we sometimes don't get as solo artists because there's just something electric about mm. the group. You know what I mean? There's just something very tangible about it that people people love. Like we're doing music festivals and that kind of stuff. So like to actually turn that into like a, a career of our own music, that's that's what I want to do for the next five years. Oh my God. So five yeah. years plus. Five years is like, yeah. that's like a beautiful amount of time. I think like it's cool to live your life in five year gates. So I think by that point, yeah, like an album or two, tons of music videos, a whole tour with original content. Like mm. I just feel like five years, like what we've done in the past five years like, I know. we turned Absolutely. it from a bar show to like a touring act across the country like we want to i want to have a little red dot on every part of the map yeah. around the world yeah. and say we've been there and taken brat pack <laughs> yeah i think i think like crossing borders is like is huge for me and i think you know 
when it comes to when it comes to uh being Canadian and kind of like a Canadian spin-off of any franchise, we kind of see it almost like like locked in this little Canadian bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to penetrate, you know, these borders that are around us that, you know, hold a lot of value when it comes to sure. mainstream pop culture. Um, and yeah, the more I, I think we can, I think we can just like travel mm-hmm. and do so many fun things and get those dots on the map. And... <laughs> we want to be the Shits Creek of drag. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we just go everywhere and you fall in love with us. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, as sisters, you know each other inside and out. So we're gonna have a little fun, and you are gonna nominate each other for some fun superlatives. I'm gonna okay. give you a superlative, and you have to reveal who it best fits. Okay. All right. Most creative. Gia. Gia. All right. The life of the party. We all take turns on yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's depending on our mood. Yeah. And our blood and, sugar and it also, levels. it depends on what kind of party. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's a sober party. Yay! Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most likely to start a TikTok trend. Oh, probably. I'm going to say Kendall. I would yeah, say Kendall. Yeah. Most likely to lose their phone. Also, uh, probably me. Also, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. You know what? I don't or know. You. I was going to say, oh, maybe, yeah. we've been like, we've been touring in theaters and we have so much space to work with. Oh, yeah. Be, like, last place, every five minutes, I was like, guys, I misplaced my phone. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gia's accessories are black. And if she leaves it on a black surface, <laughs> she's like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've got to go. <laughs> Makes sense. Most likely to bring you soup when you're sick. <laughs> I would say I, Gia. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I, was, I would say all of us. I feel like you know we're always picking up the phone and be like, "Hey, girl, like, mm-hmm. what do you need?" Like, yeah, I'm yeah. For you. I feel like you're very there when it comes to like personal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. Most likely to eat an entire pint of ice cream in one sitting. Ooh, me. I would say Cynthia. Yeah, yeah. after <laughs> yeah. I've smoked yeah. a lot of weed. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would very comfortable. She's like, she yeah. actually just did that. She's like, I have. I have a pint. Yeah, right y'all here. have to get out of here and like, yeah, 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 yeah. like out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely to be besties with a Kardashian and or Jenner. I mean, come the fuck on. Yeah. It's Gia. It's, that Gia. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll take that one. Most likely to be the final girl in a horror movie. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my God. I don't know. Maybe Cynthia? I was going to say, give it to me. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like Cynthia gets the role. I think Cynthia, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the role goes to Cynthia. Most likely to be a real housewife. I would say Kendall. (laughs) Yeah, I I already am. She already is. I basically live a a life of luxury where I get massages by designer bags and wear There it is. She's not daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if it's not luxury, we all hear about it. (laughs) really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that after the podcast, though, yeah. Most likely to go backpack through Europe. Oh, my God. Not me. <laughs> Probably Cynthia. Yeah. Probably me. Yeah. As someone who, Cynthia, as someone who's, who's modeled in Asia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Totally related. <laughs> Another inside joke, baby. Another inside joke. <laughs> but true. True. Very true. <laughs> and she'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> Sure, I'll go back. You want to go, Michael? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I've never been to Europe, so I'll, I'll come. I'll come visit. You okay, guys cool. have fun. Who, who is the I'm biggest heartbreaker? Probably not. Who's we the biggest it. heartbreaker? Oh. Oh. Gia. Gia, I guess, yeah. I think Gia. Fine. <laughs> yeah. He loves to play hard to get. I do. Most likely to win an Oscar. 
I've got my speech ready, baby. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I mean, as someone who just started a film, oh, I yes. will say, <laughs> yeah. I'll write her speech. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Two more. Most likely to be turned into a superhero. Oh. Oh. Most like Brat Pack as Brat a whole. Pack. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Yeah. Good. Most likely to appear on Big Brother Canada. I would, she wants to. I want to be on Big Brother Canada so bad. Yeah, she like, really wants so to. So bad. I'm like trying to figure out how I'm, I practice my memory skills every mm-hmm. single time. There's like a code, and I'm like, this what this what I'm gonna do on Big Brother. <laughs> like, let, let, let's let's call Arissa Cox and make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, you did, you did remember it actually. Yeah, yeah, we literally had a code the other day, and I was like, guys, I'm gonna do this without looking, and I was like, beep, 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 beep. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm a Big Brother fan. I I think today we're getting the Big Brother US cast announcement. Oh no way! Oh, fine. I'm going to start tomorrow, fine. so I'm very very excited about that. So what I like to do in the podcast is go behind the music a little bit and learn about your signature numbers. So let's mm. let's go pre Drag Race. And what would you say your each signature number was? And how to um, become your signature number? I would sorry, like the one that I would do all the time. Or just like my favorite. Yeah. The one that everyone re- would like request you to do. Um, probably Run the World by Beyonce. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say pre-drag race. It's kind of cool. I started off in Vancouver, you know, kind of doing songs that weren't so mainstream. So I kind of had this, um, every time someone would come to my show, it, it would always be like, they'd be shazamming music or people coming up to me, asking me what type of music I was performing. So that was kind of like a cool aspect. And then I just became like a Dua Lipa girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the Dua Lipa of Vancouver. Um, yeah, that's what I would, I would say Dua. That's how she walks into her room. She's like, I'm, I'm the, the Dua, Dua Lipa of Vancouver. <laughs> Everyone says that. Yeah. Everyone says that. <laughs> I got here. And, and she does that little dance, that little like sweet <laughs> oh swinging God. dance. Yeah. <laughs> what do, I like performing um, that Zara Larson song, Symphony. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That. And I did my like little like, Cynthia move with my arms and I still mm-hmm. do that to this day um but that was oh, a, a I remember cute that one. song yeah. yeah that was so cute yeah it was cute now do you get to bring your favorite artists to each other and say let's do this person in the group number that's funny you ask because I almost feel like sometimes we like respect each other's like mm. go-tos like yeah. we're not about to do like a Beyonce mix yeah. from a magnitude of reasons but like especially yeah. because it's like fair solo repertoire whereas i think together I think... we we gravitate to like something that is also more girl group friendly like yeah, if it's sure. solo it's not always as um yeah like that we do actually love doing little mix because there's obviously different voices and and, that kind of stuff. and i also feel like outside of little mix i think as brat pack we tend to gravitate towards songs that aren't super mainstream mm-hmm. or artists that aren't super mainstream like i don't know i just i feel like because of, there's so many different elements within the girl group we're not all we not we're not always doing like the most current kind of like songs and i, yeah. I think i think we also understand um not only not only as drag artists, but as audience members, you know, what it takes to create, um, you know, an interesting show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we kind of look at what we're doing individually and then say, how can we bring diversity, yeah. um, you know, to our group number so that we are always entertaining. So to that point, we're like, we're really good at giving each other our moments and then like choosing the best Brat Pack song. Absolutely. If there's one artist out there that you could open up for, who should Brat Pack open up for? Wow. Well, be, before we say that, we're actually opening up for I was life, just going to say, yeah. Which is All right. 
so so cool so we're gonna, be, we're gonna be in calgary for the calgary stampede and we're opening up for lights which is <laughs> amazing <laughs> um who who else would we op- open up for oh my gosh i mean i feel like the list is long but like you know we, we can dream. I think the idea with <laughs> us making original music is that like we also just want to work with other musicians. So yeah, it's like totally. it's more incredible artists such as Lights. So it's like the mm-hmm. list is truly endless. Like I yeah. think especially yeah and anyone who like is respectful to queer culture. It's like I feel like that just blends itself. Like I think for me a dream would be like Ali X. Mm-hmm. I think she is an amazing talent uh, from Canada. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could say ridiculous people like Justin Lady Bieber. Gaga. Yeah, yeah, no. Maybe like Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes. Oh, there it is. There it is. I, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he he's not. is. Sean was just in Vancouver, and I'm really sad that I missed him. So I love you, Sean. See, she's a heartbreaker. Yeah. There it is. All right. So music is universal and it brings people together and helps give a little insight on a person or a group. In this game, we're going to create a Brack Pack inspired playlist of favorite songs from Canada's biggest names. So I'm going to give you a Canadian artist and you have to say who like the most Brat Pack song of theirs would be that you would perform. Oh, can I get my Spotify out? So okay. Can- yeah, sure, absolutely. You can have a cheat sheet. Um, let's start off Avril Lavigne. Oh my gosh. Girlfriend. I was going to say, girlfriend. hey, hey, you, you. Or, like or, or Dumb Blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we remember that, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like very B-side, but we did that very song. B-side. Yeah, we did. No, but it was a really, it was a yeah, really was cute fun. song. Yeah. yeah. Some oh, forty-one. Oh my gosh! Wait, let me look up Hold their songs. Okay, we've got. Oh my gosh. You might have to. Because I'm in too deep and I got that's definitely a song for my my early high school Yeah. Um. How about Nelly Furtado? Oh my gosh. Well, Man Eater. Yeah, I was gonna say Man Eater's being done, but I feel like we could. Or promiscuous girl. Promiscuous girl. Yes. We actually just met Nelly Furtado. We literally did meet her. That's amazing. How she is sweet in person. She's an angel. So lovely. Just like a bird. Just like a bird. There it is. Wants to fly away, but doesn't know where her home is. You know how badly I wanted to say that. And then you literally just said it. I was like, I'm so glad I didn't say it. I love that. Uh, how about Carly Rae Jepsen? Oh, what's oh, that one? Call song? Me Maybe or Boy Problems. I really like. Oh, that Boy song. Problems is a good one. What's it's kind that? of cute. Boy Problems. Who's got them? I do. I've got them too. That's it's a good song. Yeah. Very, good song. very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What about Alanis Morissette? Jagged little. Hell, or what's that? What's ironic, that? isn't it ironic? ironic. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I think ironic's cute. It's like rain oh hey, on, on your wedding wedding day. day. <laughs> on now your you, 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 I thought it was <laughs> on your wedding day. Oh, that makes more sense. You're still learning the lyrics. You're it's still like learning the lyrics. Like, oh, it doesn't really make sense. No, you mentioned him before. What about Sean Mendes? Oh, oh I'll let you take that. Um, what's that one called that um, one. ain't nothing um, can't hold me back can't hold me down mm-hmm. i just i just sing the song i don't actually know the, the the name of it but we would really kill that <laughs> yeah, yeah that would we're be actually, great we're really we're, actually, we're gonna add it to our next leg tour. <laughs> no, wait. ain't nothing holding me down there we go <laughs> yeah tania twain oh man i feel like a woman and let's end with one of my favorite people on the planet, Celine Dion. I knew you were going to say oh, Celine. Of course. 
Okay, so the th- so here's the thing. Celine has a lot of ballads, and we wouldn't do that. So maybe I drove all night, but like the techno remix, mm-hmm. <laughs> the house trap, remix. the house remix. That's the only Spun one that I can think of. Yeah, that's the only one I could think of. Celine Dion was my last concert pre-pandemic. Wow, it was, how was it? Oh, it was amazing. Um, is that where I possibly got COVID? Probably at that Probably. concert, but uh, no, she was amazing. I. I she can do no wrong. It was a great concert because she had an album out, but it was all about the old stuff. Right, of course. It was, it was a lot of fun. All right. I want to talk a little bit about Canada's Drag Race 2, if you don't mind. Of course. Right. Talk about it. What inspired you to, to audition for the show? Um, I would say you kind of, you know, when you're when you're in your own city and you're accomplishing a lot and you are becoming successful there kind of becomes this point where you have to reflect and be like, hey, what's next? And what can, you know, help my trajectory, you know, kind of end up on this new platform. And I feel like we can like confidently say the the same thing where we just, we were all looking for that next step. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when Drag Race became available in Canada, it was just mm-hmm. this like new, exciting mm-hmm. thing that we all wanted to be a part of. And, yeah, it was just like, it kind of just allows you, for myself, it allowed me to prove, you know, to myself and to my craft that I still got it. And mm. when I'm put in those types of situations, I can like, I can show up, I can do my best, I can take risks. And yeah, it was, it was really cool. I'm glad it's, I auditioned. It's sort of like, <laughs> it's sort of like a dream promotion. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you've been working at a, at a place for a while and then all of a sudden the dream promotion comes up. You know what I mean? And then you have the opportunity to to have an interview for it. And that's basically like the process, right? And then it's like getting your dream job, you know? It's, mm-hmm. It truly is the Olympics of drag within mm-hmm. within our field um, to like, you know, show what you love to do to this like global platform is like, yeah, it's, it's literally a dream come true. I think most drag artists, I would say comfortably would like want to audition for the show or the mm-hmm. platform. Um, so like, it was just super cool that like we were picked out of like thousands of people to get yeah. on. Yeah. Who was the first person you told when you got the call? My uh, boyfriend. My partner, yeah. I didn't tell anyone. Not a soul. Me. So when we, I interviewed uh, Cynthia and Gia at DragCon, I asked about the workroom entrance moment. Kendall, what was it like for you having everyone together in the workroom? Were you so surprised? Yeah, it was so, it was so cool. It was very like surreal, just like walking in there and like seeing the vibes in general. Um, I feel like I had a general idea of a few of the girls as to like who was going to be there. Um, but like some of them were were absolute shocks. And like the reaction of seeing Cynthia was like a genuine mm-hmm. reaction from me and Gia, um, which was like really, really, really cool and special because like Cynthia was on a little break from drag. Yeah. It's not what I expected. Very <laughs> <Yeah>. that, very <laughs> that. Like, gobsmacked gobsmacked yeah. she like couldn't handle it I, for the first I, couple days I, I couldn't handle I kept looking at her be like I can't believe that you're here how are you here right now what is going on yeah it was, yeah. was my blind mm-hmm. now you had mentioned earlier um you didn't necessarily have a brat pack moment on the show mm. obviously there's always inevitable comparisons when it comes to drag race mm-hmm. whether for good or bad did you ever worry about being compared to Alaska talks we oh, do we do even the, now because of the clique thing yeah 
but we having, having an people, people on social media will still will still write it and someone mm-hmm. wrote us someone wrote the other day that we're the walmart alaska dogs yes. and i was like honestly compliment yeah like <laughs> there's a lot of walmarts out there so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i think i i think that uh it's something that we kind of play into a lot even in our show you you'll mm-hmm. see that like people talk about how clicks don't work on drag race but like for us it it wasn't a click that developed because of drag race it was a friendship that existed before the show right. so it was a very different thing it wasn't it wasn't like we were just built within those four walls of the yeah. workroom right we, we were all, we all walked away with nine new sisters like yeah we knew each other before and then we just got to gain some more friends yeah i think at times they were frustrated that we had like a pre-existing relationship but yeah. like that's not our fault exactly <laughs> absolutely it's, it's kind of funny because it's almost like we were being targeted as the ones who like built the cast of the season they were like how dare you guys put yourself on the same yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we really didn't have a say and we all walked through the workroom you know off of the same basis yeah Yeah. um but you know what even if the fact that we're being compared to a relaxed talks like it's cool that's that's so not a bad thing not a bad thing at all they are so incredible in what they do individually but also like what they do as like when they do come together so it's like you know any press is press, so like we'll take it. Yeah, literally. So as I recap all the shows and all the franchises, I have to remember that filming schedules are unique in their own way. Um, but watching your show, I don't know if there was like massive gaps in time, but there would always be like the next day and there would be some full on beards coming into the workroom. Did you have like longer gaps than some of the other franchises um, in between filming episodes? It's the Canadian air. <laughs> your pores you grow <laughs> facial hair faster Real quick. so the yeah. concept of time michael might be warped okay, gotcha gotcha yeah, that's probably what you're seeing on yeah. TV. but great yeah, there are definitely moments is like that there's a full-on beard interesting yeah i mean i have uh, a really intense beard no you <laughs> so truly do. this is one day this is so, one single day yeah. that she's like full scrap fair so in my personal opinion i think the three of you did an incredible job in snatch game Thank what you. kind of process did you have in picking your characters and how much character study did you do prior to the show i always say with the snatch game you just need to do something that's like within your wheelhouse Mm -hmm. so that you can improvise like if you don't know enough of like the references that you can pull from with your character you you won't be able to banter with the things around you Mm -hmm. that's when you see someone like jinx monsoon like know judy garland so well that like she can improv with the material so it's just picking a character that gives you enough um, references for you to lean into, but also make it your own. I know you don't have to do like a, the world's best impression. It just has to be funny. Mm-hmm. Just make them Absolutely. laugh. Don't say that. Just make, make, make me laugh. Make me laugh. <laughs> Had you done celebrity impersonations prior to being on Drag Race or was that for the show? No. Yeah, definitely more for the show. I mean, maybe like a lip sync number as a character, mm. um, but not like a full spoken situation. No, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like as we, you know, the years that we did Brat Pack at the Junction, the girls were always like, we should do a snatch game night. And mm-hmm. it was always me being like, absolutely not. I was like, I'm not doing drag to impersonate someone else. I'm doing drag to be Gia. So that was actually the first time that it was like this sit down moment mm-hmm. and I had the time of my life oh yeah. I, I showed on screen it was so much fun it was so fun um but to Cynthia's point you kind of have to be really strategic in we pick the character that mm-hmm. you pick and you know how how you can shine through while complimenting that character and I think that all three of us did like a wicked job at doing that and I think that's why we were like successful 
Not in no. the bottom. <laughs> no one no, else. Obviously, no. you have um, some Snatch Game characters for your audition tape. Cynthia, did you know Brad was going to be a part of the show when you picked? I didn't. You know? My reaction to him being there was like very, very, very genuine. And Rachel was like a backup for me. Mm-hmm. And it was just as I was packing for the show, I listened to her podcast episode with Paris Hilton. So I had, I like had the staccato voice like in my head. And so it was literally just kind of being such a fan of her in general. And that's why I mean, pick someone, you know, you can like celebrate and love. I love high fashion, like red carpets, like her styling. And so I just like, let's do this. Brad's here. This is hilarious. Like it's going to make him nervous. And it was such a brilliant moment on the show where I kind of saw him squirm a little because he, he's him and Rachel aren't in the best relationship, but they kind of had a falling out. Right. So for me to be doing this, it was kind of awkward, but in the best way possible. Yeah, it was so good. Now, obviously, Drag Race is notorious for sharing personal stories um, in the mirror talk moments. Mirror chat. was it the show that made you vulnerable to share this? What what inspired you to share your individual stories? Because they were really important for the show and for viewers watching. Yeah, I think like I'll speak for myself when I when I was going into to talking about you know my story and, and my sobriety in specific. Mm-hmm. I like honestly wasn't hundred percent sure that I was going to. I was like I'm I'm comfortable with talking about it and I'm not ashamed of it by any means. But it's just like it's such a big platform and I was like oh my gosh like how is this going to be perceived? Da 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 da. And like I definitely had that sort of inner monologue. Um, but then I just sort of let it all out and it was very therapeutic. Um, and like when the show came out and like even now to this day, like the amount of people that have like you know, related to the story and like have come to me and been like, oh my God, just hearing you talk about sobriety has made me like stay sober for another five days or whatever the situation was. And it's like, that's really why we share these stories, right? This is why we really talk about the things that we do because like sometimes this is a glimpse into not just your life, but like people see themselves reflected in in your story, um, even though it is hard to talk about sometimes. Um, So I'm super like grateful that I got that space to talk about it. And you know what? It's just... um... It's, it's so beautiful to see those moments, you know, mm-hmm. not only to, you know, see your friends on television being vulnerable and sharing their stories, but kind of to see the, the aftermath of it. And, you know, when we have meet and greets or even if we're like walking down the street or leaving the bar, so many people come up to Kendall and they like, they thank her for, you know, her vulnerability and they thank her for like changing their lives. And, you know, we all have an impact on different people in different ways. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's just, it's just been, it's so beautiful to see your friend kind of like be that role model to so many people. And I'm just like, oh, I love you. Baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are really some of my favorite moments in the show, because at the end of the day, this is reality. Yeah. It's television, but this is reality. This is what real people go through. So I thank you for sharing your stories. It's really important. Now, obviously, G and Kendall, you were able to participate in another big moment in the prom makeover challenge. Do yes. you still keep in touch with Electric and Stormy? And what did that moment mean for the both of you? I actually just saw Stormy like a week ago. Same. I, I just <laughs> in saw, Toronto Pride. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were both there. <laughs> Um, super, super sweet. Yeah. One of the coolest, I think, moments on the show in general. And I think one of the coolest moments that I saw in the franchise, I think mm-hmm. it was just so special. Yeah. Uh, just with like the COVID aspect and, and sort of the, like the gender expression and on all that kind of stuff. It was just really cool. It was a really cool challenge. Yeah. And it's, it was really neat to, you know, be in a room with 18 year olds and 19 year olds who were so confident in who they are and in their, their expression. And it kind of like gave me this moment of, oh my gosh, like 
at that age, I was not this far forward in like being so self-aware and wanting to express the world, you know, who I am and being confident mm -hmm. in who I am. So that was really touching and inspiring. And I remember throughout the experience, whether it was, you know, while we were getting ready or after the runway, um, it was this moment of them, you know, looking up to us. And I feel like at the end, I looked up to them because yeah. they're the future, you know? And Absolutely. Like, if we, if they continue that momentum with their confidence and, you know, with being leaders within like the queer world, then the generations after them are just going to be better and better and better, which, you know, in the long run, it's just going to make the world like an amazing place. Totally. Absolutely. Um, this is a me question. Um, I'm not trying to cause any trouble here, but I want to know, were you told ahead of time about the pastel color scheme for the reunion? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why do you ask? Why? Tell me. Come well, on. Because someone wasn't necessarily in the color scheme. Yes. There were people <laughs> who were not in the color scheme. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love pastel because like your looks, the three of you, oh my God, they were Stunning. Oh, thank you. Stunning. But yeah, we were definitely told. Okay. Yes. I'm not gonna, I'm not, not trying to throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I. Some citrus I fruits <laughs> under the bus or <laughs> anything. Some bright colors, you know, but we sometimes were you get a little, sometimes you get a little more. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to keep things spoiler free, but are you excited for the Canada's Drag Race 3 cast? Anyone that you're oh, yeah! super excited for us to meet? You know, it's so, it's so cool. It's like when Canada is so small, mm -hmm. it's like you kind of, you get to know all of the, mm -hmm. you know, all of the, the drag artists within the country. One of my best friends, Miss Mosu mm -hmm. is on it. I am so, so excited to not only watch her, but for like the country and the world to see her. She's so phenomenal what she does. Um, we've got Isis's daughter, who's yes. Kimmy Couture, is so fabulous. One of the best performers I've ever seen, ever, ever. Insane. Um, so not that I hope that she's in the bottom, but I do hope we get some lip syncs from yes. her because she is mind blowing. Um, we also have Miss Fierce Delicious, which we all know really well, who's yeah. just like incredible and gorgeous and stunning. We have um, Vivian. Yeah, Vivian we, we from, have DC. Yes. from DC. Love. She's an incredible artist. Um, we have Jada Shada Hudson. Icon. She is the turn up sensation of Toronto. It's really, it's a really big season of personality. Mm -hmm. And like, even in the clip that we saw that kind of, you know, gives us a little taste of the season, they are yelling, they are screaming, they're bringing the drama. Um, and, you know, at this point, once you're in the franchise, we know how it feels to totally. get that call, to have that moment, to, to be on television. And it's just so cool to see so many other incredible performers getting that opportunity. And then we just get to do shows with all of us together. So it's just like yeah, a party so at the true. end. Yeah, it's cool. I okay. love that. All right. We're going to play a quick round of everyone's favorite game on the podcast called Tea Time, where I'm going to allow you to spill some tea, share some stories about some of your favorite sisters, friends, maybe some people from pre-drag race time. Um, basically, this turns out to be a gush ses session where everyone's like, oh, my God, I love this person. But if you want to spill some tea, you're more than welcome to share a story. Okay. Um, let's just start it off with the big one. Brooklyn Heights. The tea on Brooke? Or a story or funny story, whatever you want to share about. It's um, been wonderful touring with her, to be honest. I think yeah. it's like, it's fun to finally have um, a, basically a gig together where it's not this formal, like formalized thing. Like she's a judge, we're contestants. Yeah, yeah. no competition. Because she purposely almost takes a bit of a distance in that role because it would almost be unfair. But we actually 
get quite along together like yeah. we just had brunch so yeah nice. literally so it's no she's so cool and she's, she's really sweet yeah. I don't know we were all in awe in rehearsals this week just looking at her and her like nobody perform nobody can move nobody like her, can move yeah. like her. <laughs> we actually I it was opening night and <laughs> oh my Brooke, god Brooke comes down the stairs as part of the opening number and then we're all supposed to you know enter the stage for the last kind of pose and we literally were all standing. We missed like, it. We missed it. We missed our cue because we were just mesmerized by how beautiful she <laughs> performs. And we were all like, wow. wow. <laughs> That's Brooklyn. An angel. <laughs> yeah. A funny story that I actually have about Brooklyn. So I actually used to watch Brooklyn perform in Toronto uh, when I was 19 years old. She was performing at Cruise and Tangos and Woody's. And I remember this one night I was like, you know, I, I was being a party girl. We were having a fun, fun night. <laughs> and I was that kid that at the end of the night waited by the stage just to be like, Brooklyn, oh my God, I love you. You're amazing. And I remember being like, thank you. <laughs> and I like, literally just turned her head and walked straight into the back room. Um, I'll never forget the moment because I'm like, oh, now I'm literally on tour with her. Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> funny how things work out. Let's do Adriana. 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 I just love saying her name. I know. Yeah. She's actually such a sweetheart. She um, she's she's such a sweetheart, has such a beautiful, like soul and personality. Um, and I we never really got to see her lip sync on the show besides the one, and she was in a very restricting outfit. Mm. So when I when we were in, no, she <laughs> was in true. that latex yeah, outfit. So like she so it was a very different type of performance because then when I saw her in Montreal doing what she actually does in sure. her like hair and her bodysuits and her dancers and all that stuff, I was blown away. I was like oh my god this girl can move so well and she's such a good performer Mm -hmm. she's really spicy yes that's what I love about her yeah she's like she is kind but she has this like Latina spice to her yeah and it's just like oh she just brings on everything and I'm like please stay by me just like give give me that energy girl yeah let's go with Pasia Oh, we love Pithia. is probably the girl that I got like the closest to from the show. Like obviously besides my Brat Pack sisters, um, we just really click. Like I went to visit her like a month after we wrapped in Montreal and like me and my partner went out there and like we stayed with her. Yeah, I think she's like just one of the most like intelligent people I've ever met. And she's just so, yeah, she's like a beautiful blend of like very kind, but like also with some like shadiness to her, oh, yes. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. <laughs> but you only get that side of her if you, if you, if you get close to her. Um, and I feel like I'm there. Love her. Next, we'll do Suki doll. Suki, I love Suki. Suki and I actually kind of did the same line of work before Greg Grace. Like she was working in like corporate fashion design, and so was I. And it was fun to see that like both came from that world and have kind of left it behind, like the nine to five um, for doing drag full time. So I always, I always love chatting to her about that. She's really creative, really, really smart, and she comes with like a collective in Montreal. And the work that they create together is world class. Nice. How about Stephanie Prince? Oh my God! She, she wants, girl. She wants to be the the next Brat Pack. She member. does. She's obsessed <laughs> with. Uh, Make her compete for it. She just needs to stop fucking vaping, and oh. then maybe it could actually. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this constant cloud of smoke. <laughs> and no matter where we are, if you're with Stephanie, you're like you're like trying. What did you say? It's like she's walking through a Janet Jackson music video. Yeah, yes. all the time. <laughs> um, you know what? Steph is Steph is this like little ball of energy. I love her. Yeah, she just we like do, we do. she she. If you ask us, like, who brings the party when it comes to, like, season two, (laughs) it is the Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isis Couture. Oh. La Reina. 
La Pusetta. Uh, gusta? Um, I like Ice. I think she is definitely the Ice Queen. Um, she has that personality for sure. But underneath it, she is like, she's kind of like my bro. I feel like whenever I'm around her, we become like bros yeah, you together. Bro I don't know what it is. We Over just... like sparkly costumes. Though. Yeah, yeah. Literally, we're like, oh, that's so sick, man. Look yeah. at this sparkly one, bro. Um, like high five. And stuff. Yeah, she's, she's my bro. I'm going to look like such a hot chick tonight. <laughs> um, the greatest thing about having Isis on tour with us is that she is she is stage right or stage left for every single person's number. She is, she is. she's bopping along, she's watching you awesome. get stage. screaming, she's, dancing, she's giving jumping, you a high five, yeah. she's giving you a hug. She's so supportive of all the girls and, yeah. and what we do. And I actually had to thank her. I was like, hey girl, like every time I come on stage and I see you, like you make me smile. Yeah. She's been like such a great team she, player. She she's lent like, a bunch of girls' costumes. Like yeah. my costume the first night, like had an issue with it. She like went home right away and got me another one. She dressed like three or four girls in That's awesome. for, like numbers and stuff. She's like, yeah, she's she's honestly the best. But that being said, she also has her days where she's not the best uh, and we still love her. <laughs> <laughs> she's the ice queen. That's she what is, I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's do some um, queens who are not from the franchise. Let's start with uh, Karajuku. Oh, cute. Oh, you did your research. I love that. Um, Karajuku is my drag daughter. Um, who I absolutely guarantee you will see on Canada's Drag Race one day for sure. She is such a fierce entertainer. Um, she's just one of those people that like I saw performing and I was so drawn to. I was like, wow, this person just has like star quality. Um, and she like, she she like runs the Vancouver drag scene. She yeah. like, she really like, she shuts it down every single time. It's really cool to see her in drag and out of drag. Mm-hmm. Out of drag, she's, totally. she's very like, quiet and you know she keeps to herself and then you see her step on stage and you're like oh my god you know she's like she's such a showstopper but it's awesome to see that transformation yeah um, and I guess that's the beauty of dread mm-hmm. absolutely how about Venus Cunt Venus. Oh God, I love Venus. She's <laughs> like, honestly, what I want to look like in drag. <laughs> she just did this, yeah. she just did this corporate event with Aritzia and oh she like gave the CEO a lap dance. <laughs> and I just like, I know a lot of the girls at Aritzia and like, we were all talking about it afterwards. She's just that girl to go for it and yeah. be this like Barbie doll, like at all times. Yeah. And I don't know, she's just so tall and like lanky. She's like, like, she just wears clothes so well. I yeah. love her. Venus is actually someone that I've known since she was 16. We used to work together at Topshop. um, And it was really interesting. She said to me, like, when she was 16, that I was one of the first people that she, like, ever saw, like, expressing themselves in, like, a queer way. Because I had, like, nails on, I wore makeup, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And she had just never seen it before. Um, So she's also one of my drag daughters. And it's just been really cool to see her blossom into this, like, undeniable superstar like I'm sorry no one really looks like that in drag she looks like Bella Hadid in drag (laughs) it's it's unbelievable yeah how about the girlfriend experience Ooh, Berlin Berlin's one of my bestest bestest friends and it she oh my gosh she she steps on that stage and she just puts on a show that no one can do um her hairography the mm-hmm. oh my god the, yeah. the wind she the, steps on that stage and steps out of her clothes literally yes, yes, in yes. a snap of a finger in a blink she <laughs> snap is, of a button in fact she is you know she's on there she you know what she she's such a kind soul she and she she really does love what she does um and she's a huge part of the vancouver scene and she definitely is like a role model within the trans community mm-hmm. and i think that's like 
um, she takes so much pride in that. And you can see that with her like online presence, but also just like, you know, her willingness to like help out people in the community. Um, she definitely will be on Drag Race as well. And like, wait until you hear her story. It's just like, it's incredible. I love that. And Jane Smoker, what do you got? Some tea on her. Oh. Well, let me yeah, start. Yeah. We got a lot of tea on that one. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like I said before, Jane and Parker is like one of our closest mm-hmm. friends and like, and really is the reason why Brat Pack is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like anyone who knows like any tea or history about Canadian drag knows that Jane Smoker is one of the like pioneers of Canadian drag. She was doing drag in a different way that no one had really seen in like 2010, 2011. And it was way before people were doing that whole style of drag. And she kind of, yeah, she sort of took Canadian drag to this whole other level. Um, and yeah, literally invented Brat Pack. So like we have, we owe, I owe so much of my career to Jane Smoker in so many, in so many ways. And I think I can speak for all of us that we, mm-hmm. when oh, we say totally. that. Absolutely. Icon, legend, star. It's all her fault. Yeah, yeah. Blame <laughs> yeah. her. Blame her if you don't like us. <laughs> yeah. So I have a couple fan corner questions um, that I got from Instagram. Uh, this is from... Dylan Meehan, has your dynamic changed post Canada's Drag Race? Yeah, I think we got closer than ever. (laughs) I think it's because we're all in this also mind frame where drag is what we do full time. Yeah. So we have a different perspective on it. It's not really like, you know, there's not other things to juggle. So if there's things that need to get done, we just like, you know, task them out when they need to get done. And we're all sort of like ready to come to the plate. So I think that that dynamic has changed because we're not working other jobs. Um, and I think our relationship in general has just gotten so close because we're spending, I spend more time with them too than I do really anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have to like each other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is a question from Russell Zacker. What was the best behind the scenes moment during filming? Obviously what you're allowed to say, don't get in trouble. Behind the scenes, behind the scenes. I don't want to say what happens behind the scenes stays. <laughs> oh, yes. right, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Giving you a couple exclusives, yeah. so maybe that one we just uh, have to wait for the tell-all book. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, the novels, not the book. The volumes, the series. Five-year plan. Five-year plan. <laughs> New York. Also, also book. from Russell. Uh, from any other season, yeah, any other franchise, who is someone you love to lip sync against? Um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wait, do I want to Charlie lip-sync? Hyde. Do I want to lip sync and win? I know I was gonna say, do I want to lip sync and win or lip sync? Or I guess just uh, share the stage with in a uh, in a uh, all-stars sort of way where you get to both be winners. Oh my god. Like I mean, Naomi Smalls. I was gonna say like Shea Kool-Aid, just so that I could be like on the same television screen. That's what her. I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 Like, that would be a lot, that'd be like using her as clout. Um, so yeah, let's say Shay. <laughs> we got our, our plastique. Plastique. Oh my god. I would like definitely just turn around and not like have my face shown. <laughs> um, but like I would love to be on stage with her. <laughs> From Kendall X Gia, what's uh, the best look you've seen each other wear? Oh like in general forever, not just on the show. Let's go with the show. Let's let's okay. let's keep it to the show. I'm going to say Gia's future look or like Chromatica look. It was like purple with the purple mm-hmm. wig and the diamonds on it. Yep. Um, that was for sure my favorite. Gia yeah. Look. I would say um, 
I would say the turning point for Kendall's fashion in the competition was the outfit that she wore for the roast. Oh, totally. Um, that was my favorite. Yeah, it's just, it was so, it was so classic Kendall, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it was just, it was so elevated for the stage and it was perfect for what she was doing. Um, and, you know, the thing, the thing about Kendall is that she's, she always stays true to who she is and like, you know, she, she expresses how she wants to express herself. And I just think that was like Kendall to a T. I also like nice. I like uh-huh. Gia's. Um, what was the look with all the plant like petals or whatever? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the lip fantasy. Oh, I thought that was very yeah. special. That was though. the same night. That felt like a lot of like collaboration. And like, it, like yeah, Cynthia, you already know what mine is. Mine is the Britney Spears. Oh yeah, snakeskin rock and roll jumpsuit and the Ooh! finale dress. Yes. Oh yeah, looked vibe with that shirt. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gorgeous. Gorgeous. This question is from Brat Packator. What was it like letting your family know that you were going to be on Canada's Drag Race? Well, hi, Brat Packator. We love you. What's up? Um, my parents, as supportive as they are, are very chatty Cathy's. And I didn't want to give them the pressure of honoring a really hefty NDA agreement. So for a while, I had this like fabricated story that oh I was God. costume designing um, up north, like in the territories of Canada. <laughs> And the, and the lie kept getting bigger and bigger. Like I said, I was in Nunavut. And then my stepdad was like, it's 24 hours of daylight there right now. What was that like? And I'm just thinking, well, of course, for filming. <laughs> the, sun, the sun never goes down. And he's like, what kind of wildlife's there? And I'm like, oh, everything. Birds, lots of birds. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. You know, less than you think, but more than you'd think. And it was just like, like, for weeks, I was finally just like, can't do this. I really, I really need it to be announced. Um, so eventually... I let them know on like a, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're just so supportive. They want to tell everyone. And once they yeah. could, they, so it's beautiful support. <laughs> um, yeah, my mom was extremely like emotional. She like knew it right away. She was like, she's like a fan of the show. So she was really, mm-hmm. really, really excited. And Such a fan of the show. Yeah, she like, she like was giving me all these like specific references. She's like, what are you going to do for Snatch Game? Aww. And she was like, she was really, really, really into it. Um, my dad had never heard of the show before. Um, so I had to like, explain it to him like what it was I was like it's, I'm gonna be on tv you're gonna be able to he's like well, I can watch it I can buy it what's happening um and uh <laughs> and then once he but then now he's like a huge fan of it he watched every episode obviously and he was just like super excited um my dad was like didn't really understand that like you could do drag as a career I think um but he really started to figure it out when I got on the show and sort of it took off into this other world and now he is such a fan of it and so supportive um so it's kind of a beautiful like blending of, of worlds because like it made him understand and what I wanted to do in a very tangible way. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. Um, I would say one of the the greatest experiences that have come from the show is you know not only my like success and and fame and all that kind of stuff, but it's actually to see you know kind of like the fame that like my mom and my dad are getting. Uh-huh. And I say that with like um, you know when they're out and about or mm-hmm. you know they've had like old childhood friends, parents calling them being like, oh my God, Giorgio's, Giorgio's on Drag Race. And it's just been so amazing to kind of like see them live in this moment of, of like pride, but then also them just like, like my mom has an Instagram, mama, mama.metric. <laughs> she was, she was on one of the, the episodes and yeah, it's just, it's just great so that we get to like share this with them. That's amazing. Well, I love to expand the Block Talk community. 
now that we are in a Zoom world, I can talk to literally anyone in the world. Who would you like me to do an interview with in the future? Oh my God. Oprah. All right, Oprah. <laughs> Let me try to get Oprah. I'll, I'll call her up. <laughs> That's it. That is the only answer. We, we want you to interview Oprah. If you don't I'm, get I'm Oprah on Block Talk, Michael, <laughs> I'm pissed. We're going to be real pissed. Five year plan. Five year plan. Yeah. Five year plan. Shoot for the stars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> just so casual. She shouldn't even think about it. She's like, yes, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. Yeah. I love Oprah. And I was just, I was actually, we were talking no, about no, Oprah no, brunch. No, we should be, no, someone else that we probably could get RuPaul. I think you should, <laughs> you know, yeah. Honestly, Oprah's probably easier to do. Yeah. Oh my God, true. How about, how about Brooklyn? <laughs> Have you had Brooklyn? I haven't had Brooklyn. We'll um, tell her. Yeah. We'll go get We're going to knock on her door right now and tell her. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've heard a lot of tea on Brooklyn because I had Courtney Conkers on the show and um, she oh shared God. a lot of tea. Oh, so we love, we love Courtney. Love Courtney's Courtney. also yeah. with us. Courtney's on yep. Twitter. She's incredible. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. Well, I am so thankful for the three of you joining me for episode 500. Uh, would you like to share your social media handles where they can find you and where they can buy tickets for, to the tour? Well, before we do that, congratulations on episode five. Yes! Yes! We've been talking about ourselves the whole time. That's a lot of work. I've got my podcast as well, Semi-Qualified Queens. And it's a plug. It's a plug (laughs) in your compliment. Um, No, it's a lot of hustle. So good on you. Yeah. And for socials, you can uh, follow me at Cynthia Kiss on Instagram. And everywhere else, it's Cynthia underscore Kiss. Um, On Instagram, you can find me at Gia.metric. And you can find me on Twitter at Gia underscore metric. Everything says my name, just play around with the symbols and you'll find me. Yes, basically the same for me. I'm some sort of variation of Kendall gender, not Jenner. So don't get too confused <laughs> no. when you link because both of us are so tough. stunning. It's tough. <laughs> um, and for Brat Pack, our social media, I think we only do Instagram right now, mm-hmm. uh, not to out us. Um, and it's at Brat Pack forever. Um, so follow that check us out we're always posting any event that we're doing as a group and solo and all that kind of stuff uh, you can find us everywhere and anywhere on instagram yeah. yes thank you <laughs> so much for being here or, um, it was a pleasure <laughs> <laughs> no seriously thank you for having thank us thank you Michael. we love you we are the brat pack and you're listening to block talk a huge thank you to the Brat Pack for coming on. Subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.